The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Arlie Hatcher is a devoted mom, serial entrepreneur, and author. She is redefining the field of nursing while building brands that support the community and positively impact the lives of others in the process. With the opening of her Heart to Heart Career Training Center, she and her staff enable men and women to gain expert certified career training in the medical field. A champion for quality health care for expectant mothers, Arlie, along with her family, open Peak of Joy 3D Ultrasound and Spa, which serves as Williamburg's Virginia's only ultrasound clinic. Pregnant mothers can identify and celebrate the gender of their child while being pampered with spa services and even take educational classes to prepare for the birth and life after baby arrives. Family, let's welcome Arlie Hatcher to the Minding My Black Business podcast. Welcome to Minding My Black Business. family welcome to another episode of the minding my black business podcast and today we have yet another local entrepreneur and i'm so excited to have her on the show because we tend to bump into each other about three or four times a year so (laughs) so it's so good to be able to just have some dedicated time to talk um but let me before i get into all that let me welcome arlie hatcher to the minding my black business podcast welcome arlie Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Now, can you introduce yourself to the family and then let them know where they can find you? Sure. My name is Arlie Hatcher. I am a nurse entrepreneur. I own Heart to Heart Career Training Center, where we do fast track career training in Williamsburg. We do nurse aid, medication aid, phlebotomy, many other career training options, in addition to CPR, ACLS, and PALS training, as well as the instructor courses that go with those to teach CPR. I also co-own Peak of Joy 3D Ultrasound and Spy with my family, where we do 3D ultrasounds. We can tell women what they're having as early as eight weeks pregnant through a blood test. Um, We can show you your baby on a 100-inch screen, and we record heartbeats inside of the heartbeat there's for you to take home. (laughs) And so if they don't happen to be in the Williamsburg area, how can they get in touch with you? How can they follow all the things that you're doing? So they can find me on Facebook under my name, Arlie Hatcher. The business pages are Heart to Heart Career Training Center, Peak of Joy 3D Ultrasound and Spa on Facebook. And on Instagram, it's at Heart to Heart CTC, at Peak of Joy 3D. And my personal Instagram is at the entrepreneurs underscore. Okay. So we'll have all those links um, under our show notes. So as people are listening, they can go ahead and click and subscribe or click and follow, um, depending on the form. Um, but yeah, so they can find all the wonderful things that you do. So those are some fantastic businesses. And how did, sounds like your family had something, a piece to do with this, but how did entrepreneurship find you? How did this happen? Um, I became an entrepreneur because my original trade is I'm a registered nurse. Mm-hmm. And I was a registered nurse at a young age. I graduated from college when I was 19 from Norfolk State. And when I started having, when I had my first child, 
I really wanted to be able to stay home with her. I wanted to be able to be a stay-at-home mom, but I still wanted to be able to bring in income for our family while serving the community. Mm. So thankfully, I was able to, um, to start a CPR business. So that was my first business. It was Heart to Heart CPR. And in starting Heart to Heart CPR, that's what got me started in being able to um, bring financial stability to my family while having more time um, with, you know, with my daughter and my ex-husband, my ex-husband now. Right, right. Okay. Okay. So more financial stability. Okay. What keeps you in entrepreneurship? What keeps me in entrepreneurship is um, the impact that we have on so many people. Mm -hmm. Um, Initially, my goal, I wanted to become an entrepreneur so I could stay home with my family. Mm -hmm. I wanted to work hard for the first couple of years. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to be home and have my business run on its own. I I didn't want to be a solopreneur doing everything all the time for forever. That was never. But as I continue and was able to see more and more the families that we impacted, the confidence that people got when they finally were able to graduate uh, from something. For a lot of people that come to Heart to Heart, this is their very first graduation that they ever had. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you just need that confidence to know that you're able to achieve something hard, to know that you can do harder things. I absolutely love to see our students go on to nursing school, go on to medical school, go on to, you know, wherever their dreams them yeah yeah so that's what keeps me in it that's pretty cool and it sounds like they um do a good job of following up with you about what has happened once they moved on oh, past yeah. the training center. okay oh yeah, oh, yeah. We keep up for forever. <laughs> forever. that's a good sign that they want to keep up i've been a part of some schools and programs that once it's behind me it's behind me so that's a yeah, good well, <laughs> that's a good sign you know, we're a small school. We have a small team. So it helps mm-hmm. us to keep our hands on, on our students all the time. Like we know them, we know their kids, their family, all of that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So we know that entrepreneurship is, can be a beautiful journey, but also one that is a challenging, for lack of a better word, journey. Um, and also that life does not care about your business. Uh, (laughs) it does not care. It does not care. It can sometimes be very disrespectful. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and so I'm sure we all, all of us entrepreneurs have this story, but for you, what, what has been the toughest moments for you in terms of life? Just, you know, kind of throwing you around while you are also business building? What has been one of those tough moments for you? Well, (laughs) so the toughest thing for me in uh, running my business, the toughest thing that happened to me is definitely going through a divorce, Mm. like top, top of it. You know, we, Mm -hmm. I was in a long-term relationship, you know, we were together for 14 years, married for 11, two kids. And um, at the end of last year, you know, we just decided that this is not what we wanted to do anymore. Mm-hmm. And although, you know, you feel like that's the right decision, it is still just like a devastating blow as far as how your life changes so quickly. So, so many little things that you have to deal with that you didn't realize that you never had to deal with before. Mm. So managing my feelings along with my kids' feelings, along with two businesses, 
was just so hard for me because when I have to go and teach class, I mean, I have to show up. I mean, there's no way I can say, oh, oh my God, I'm sorry, I'm having an awful day. Mm -hmm. No, I can't come to class today. Mm -hmm. you work twice as hard for yourself as you do for anyone else. If I had a job, trust me, I would have been calling out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's, real. That's real. That's yeah. real. You have your own business and you represent your business 100% of the time. You have no choice mm -hmm. but to show up. So that was a really, really hard time. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. But I, I've done a lot of things to help me get through that. So I'm a lot better now. Well, I mean, that was actually my next question. So how did you, how did you manage that as, um, as a mom, as a wife, as an entrepreneur, and then what sort of particular strategies or things helped you during that time? So the biggest thing that I've done, which I tell everybody about is I found my favorite therapist in the world. Mm. Um, I, I searched for her intentionally. I wanted her to be in a specific age range. I wanted her to look like me. Mm -hmm. um, and luckily, when I met with her, we clicked right away. And I understand that a lot of people, they look for therapists. They don't always click with the therapist right away. Right. So if you try therapy and, it, and you feel like it's not working out, don't give up on it. Just try to, maybe you need to just find a different uh, person. But um, working with her, she showed me some tools to help me to just manage my feelings, help me work through things. And one of the top ones was meditation. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Meditation has changed my life. Um, I remember we were in therapy and she was like, have you ever tried meditation? I was like, I cannot meditate. I keep falling asleep. Like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> she was like, okay. <laughs> what to do? So she took me step by step from posture, from showing me different apps to use, mm -hmm. from giving me suggestions on when to meditate, because it's not always easy when you have small children to just get that quiet time. So I will even meditate in the shower mm -hmm. the time that I have, you know, to myself. I meditate at night too. I have a little meditation space, but that helped me tremendously. That's also, yeah. Also automating a lot of things in my life. Mm -hmm. That's helped me too, to not okay. have anything on my plate. So what has meditation done for you? Like what, what has it provided you that you didn't have before? What, so when I'm meditating, it gives me time to process through all that happens during the day or during the week because my life is like a whirlwind. Mm -hmm. Sometimes so much stuff can happen until I can't even remember mm -hmm. like what happened. Like, I don't even know because 500 things have happened. I've talked to 500 people. I've had 500 meetings. You know, it's, it's just a lot going on all the time. So that meditation gave me that quiet space. And also, I listen to, um, my meditation is not just quiet meditation. I'm, I'm not mature enough for that yet. The meditation that I listen to is like, um, they're kind of like talking you through it, um, what it does for me is lets me know that I have the wisdom. Like I already know what I need to do. It's inside of me. Like it shows me how to listen to my intuition and trust my gut and trust myself, which I I have always had that. Mm -hmm. When life punches you in the gut, you like, man, mm -hmm. what have I been doing? Right. What have I been thinking? And you start to question everything. Mm -hmm. So that's what. Okay. Yeah. okay. So it's almost sounds like meditation provided a way for you to kind of come back to what you know to be true about you yeah exactly 
Okay. Okay. I can dig that. I can appreciate your therapist, like oh, oh, providing oh, it. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I also appreciate you saying one that you went to therapy because that's a whole thing too. Um, in terms of not only us as a community, because I think we're. I mean, I I feel it. I feel us moving. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're, we're we're getting on the train slowly but surely. Yeah. We're getting on the therapy train. Uh, but then there's another thing for us entrepreneurs to get on the train. I mean, because, you know, there's a thing about, for, it's something about when people know you have a business, I think they think you know everything. Yes, or... they do. <laughs> yes, they do. And but that it, you have it all together it and is. everything's perfect and you don't have yeah. problems. Right. So they expect you to, to sort of be that way in the world, especially when they need you for something. And so, um, and kind of a unintended consequence of that, there might be entrepreneurs who feel that way. Like I got it all together or I'm in this box that I can't even reach out to, to get help if I should need it because people think I got it all together. So yeah. that, yeah. Can uh, th- those things that sound, they resonate with you? Definitely. Because um, I really felt like I needed to go to therapy the most because I feel like there are many people that look to me for advice. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I know everything because mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely do not, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of people that, you know, see a young black entrepreneur with multiple businesses, mm-hmm. with, you know, family and all of that, because nobody even knew that, that we were going through a divorce until <laughs> it's mm-hmm. over. I'm a private person like that. Right. So when I was having a hard time, I did not feel I had the option to tell people what was really on my heart, to really, you know, right. break down with them. There was no space for that. Right. And my therapist gave me space for that. And I'm so grateful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Okay. So, <laughs> and I also appreciate you saying that if you have found yourself in the therapy room and you don't, it doesn't feel like a good fit. Like if you don't feel comfortable, if you don't feel safe opening up to that person, then that might mean that you might need to seek out someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that, yep, I say that all the time. <laughs> I say that all the time. Um, and it's kind of like you sort of have to kind of date your therapist too. I mean, this is yeah. a this is an intimate relationship. You're, yes, about to, you're about to open your heart and be the most vulnerable. And for some people, say something that you've never said before um, mm-hmm. out loud. And mm-hmm. so if you don't feel like you feel safe in that space or the person is even listening to you, then definitely find someone that matches uh, for you. So I appreciate you mentioning that. Um, so, yes, I think entrepreneurs have to learn how to sustain and manage grief a lot. Even uh, so with life is also going to give you grief. And, and for your example, you're talking about the ending of your marriage. But also for businesses, there's a lot of grief, I think, too, in terms of letting go of what you thought the business was going to be versus what it is, <laughs> or even collaborating with people. You thought one thing was going to happen, something else happened. Um, so so I think all of us are going to hit that point where we have our own crisis as entrepreneurs. And so... If there's somebody listening right now, and I, I suspect that there is, that somebody sort of experiencing a personal crisis, what sort of words of wisdom would you, would you give them? Like, where should they even start? 
Um, utilize your resources. There are more people that are willing to help you than you even realize if you just would open your mouth and say it. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times we don't want to ask for help. We want to be the ones to do everything and, you know, take care of it all. But you do not have to take care of it all. Right. You don't. Um, uh, sure, there are things in your business that maybe only you can do, but there are many things that you take on that you don't have to do. So you utilize your network and people helping you do things does not mean that it's going to cost money. You know, friends can help you do things. Family members can help you do things just to help get you through whatever time you're going through mm -hmm. because doing it all will not help. It will not make your situation go away. You cannot just be so, so busy and just ignore it because it will come crashing down on your head. Trust me, I know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's my best advice. Don't try right. to do it I appreciate that because that's, yeah. <laughs> Listen to Arlie, y'all. Listen to <laughs> Arlie. <laughs> now, something you said also brings me to my next question earlier. Um, you mentioned about automating things. And so um, tell us about that. What do you mean by automating things? Oh, it's my favorite part of my life. So. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, it's these groceries. <laughs> Instacart is my life. I just mm. love it so much. I cannot do all this stuff. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> so I order my groceries most definitely every week, sometimes twice a week. I have to kind of check my budget because I get kind of carried away. With uh, it's fun. It, it can be fun. Sometimes you click away. They can disrespect me. They were like, do you know how much money? <laughs> <laughs> like, they come with them, those facts and figures, huh? <laughs> $35, so I get the free shipping. That's all. But <laughs> just get carried away. <laughs> So that's one thing, automating my groceries. And then we have a laundry service out here. Mm. And um, it's not expensive either. Mm. And the way our laundry service works is you put it all on the porch. They take it away. They wash it. They fold it. They bring it back. And it's all separated. And, you know, if my life was set up differently, I wouldn't mind doing that. Mm -hmm. However, I have two small children. I have two businesses. I have myself to take care of because I made self-care a definite priority, which it had not been before. So I just try to utilize my time best. I don't think that my kids care who washes their underwear. Mm -hmm. I do think they care who teaches them. I think they care who cooks their food. I think they care who, you know, who, who takes care of them. So that's why I automate those things. And those are the biggest things that, you know, help me have my life together right and it sounds like it's right in line with why you started the business to begin with to be able it's to have time with the family yeah exactly. so this i think i know i'm gonna ask this question even though i think i know what you're gonna say <laughs> should there be limits should the business owner have limits while you're trying to manage your business while also being in distress or managing a crisis should there be limits and then how do you go about setting those limits I definitely believe in limits with uh, every relationship, every scenario that I'm in, because that's one of the things that um, kind of brought me to going through the divorce is not setting real good, clean and clear boundaries. Mm -hmm. So now that I'm on the other side of it, that's a big part of my life is letting people know what is acceptable to me, what is not acceptable to me, what I can do, what I cannot do. Mm -hmm. uh, with the business, 
um, for me, my setting boundaries is being clear with my team. And sometimes it's not even, to be honest with you, not even my whole team, because I don't believe that everybody needs to know everything. Mm -hmm. But the leaders on my team, I'm clear with them about, you know, what is going on with me, what I need from them, what I'm able to do, what I'm not able to do. And they respect that 100%. Like, there's no problem with it, which I'm really grateful for. Mm -hmm. I like that. So it goes to kind of that delegation, but also discretion um, for the kind of the top of the tier around what you share and who you share with. That's right. Okay. Okay. So let's say that people are listening, they're feeling energized, they have their to-do list, they're setting up their Instacart account, right? Yeah. We'll we'll put our list, our list referral code. <laughs> win 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 for everybody. Yes. Um what words could you leave them with in terms of words of encouragement? Um, because they sometimes we do this, right? We go to a class, we listen to something, we write down all these notes, we're feeling good, and then it's time to do it. And we have 20 things that <laughs> we're supposed to be doing, and we don't do it because we feel overwhelmed. So yeah. what words of encouragement might you give someone who's listening? Um, do it right now. Mm-hmm. Do it right now. Don't make this list to say, okay, I'm going to do it next week or the week after, because we all know that next week and a week after sometimes never, ever comes. Mm-hmm. So if it's something that you know that you need to do to help to manage your life and to help you have less stress and you already know what it is, do it now. Mm-hmm. Also, when you sign up for Instacart, make sure that they don't charge you that $100 because you can do it for like $10 a month. Okay. Put that in the channel too. Don't let them charge you hundred dollars. Well, that's helpful too. We talked about limits. That's another limit. Don't let them take all your money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. This has been fantastic. Um, and I know that this has been really helpful. Um, but before we leave, I must ask you, what does minding my black business mean to you? Oh, minding my black business to me means operating in excellence because as a black woman owned business businesses um, because a lot of times black owned businesses are held up to a microscope and sometimes unfair expectations in comparison to our counterparts Mm -hmm. Um, some of the issues that you may have with a black business you may have that with any other business but you still will hear somebody say oh i don't that's why i don't deal with black businesses Mm -hmm. um to me that is so offensive (laughs) Um, yeah terribly offensive so it just means just doing my best operating in excellence um, building a strong team leaving a legacy for my family so that they know that this is what they come from and that this is what they can do if if that's what they choose to do if they choose not to do it that's fine too Mm -hmm. but I just feel like when you see someone who is not only an entrepreneur but a successful entrepreneur that is your immediate family member it makes you think wow if she can do that huh it's no telling what I can do. Mm-hmm. So I'll leave a good example for, for my kids and for the community and for people who are considering going into business and maybe, you know, up against some barriers that um, can be crossed over mm-hmm. if they try. 
I love that. I love that. So one last thing I just remembered that I forgot to ask you. So not only do you own two businesses, but you are also an author. So mm-hmm. tell people about your book. So I have two books. The first book is called Heart of a Mompreneur. And that is a collection of stories about myself and other moms who have gone into business. It talks about barriers that we've overcome. And it's an an encouragement book for mothers who want to go into business. Mm -hmm. And my second book is called Shift from Burnout to Boss. And that book is a collection of stories about nurse entrepreneurs, myself and, of course, other nurses. And it's an encouragement book for nurses who want to go into business. And they can both be found at ArliHatcher.com and on Amazon. All right. Okay, so we're going to include that um, for those who are moms and nurses and others. Maybe you know a mom and a nurse and you want to gift them with a book. Um, thank you, Arlie. This has been fantastic. Thank you. This one was so bad. <laughs> So if you want to know more and you like what you heard, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast. Also, follow the movement on our website, MindingMyBlackBusiness.com, and on our Facebook and Instagram pages under Minding My Black Business, and on Twitter under Minding My Black Biz. So peace and blessings to us all, family. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, let them know. Minding my black business.